Hello and welcome to the Three Keys with Diakri. Today we have Ian. Ian, tell us about yourself. Hi, Diakri. Thank you so much for letting me be on here with you and have a chance to talk to you. Uh, I, uh, through my work, I help coaches and therapists and other healers protect the business and assets and achievements that they have worked so hard to build. Uh, and in a lot of cases, as heart-centered entrepreneurs, we have put actual sweat and tears into our business, um, and we want to make sure it's protected. So that's what we do. I have a background as 18 years as an attorney, and I have pioneered a legal specialty in helping life coaches and similar businesses make sure that they can stay protected. That's awesome. How did you get into that? Well, uh, like I said, I've been an attorney for a long time. I used to work for the government. And so one of the things that I saw working for the government was uh, from the inside, I saw what it was like when uh, they went after people who crossed legal lines and broke the law. Um, and it was my job to prosecute folks. And often I found that the people I was prosecuting were fairly well-meaning people who just, they didn't understand what the law was. And so, you know, unfortunately, ignorance is not an excuse. And if you break the law, there are consequences, right? Yeah. But a lot of times these folks, they just didn't know. Uh, they got bad advice, um, you know, and they really, they weren't meaning to do anything bad. And so I'm trying to put my knowledge to good use now by helping people stay out of trouble. Mm -hmm. um, I met uh, four years ago, I met the love of my wife, my, uh, the love of my life, my beautiful wife, Heather. Um, she's a therapist and a life coach. And so as an attorney, I wanted to make sure that her business was legally protected. And so I started getting into all the details of that and learning more about it. Uh, I started to become sort of an expert or specialist on the law as it applies to life coaching and therapy and other professions mm -hmm. and uh, saw that it was a lot more complicated than a lot of people realize. And so when, once I made sure her business was protected, I had all this, this whole body of knowledge that I built up and I have this huge passion for, for the life coaching industry. And I thought, well, now that I have this body of knowledge and this expertise, I can put it to good use and help a whole lot more people. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, what are some of the mis mistakes that you've seen that people do in their, in their business? Uh, well, there are several common mistakes, in, uh, especially in the life coaching industry. One of the big ones is thinking that you can do anything you want as a life coach. So, uh, you know how governments regulate certain industries, like uh, to be a therapist, you have to get a government license, or to be a doctor or an attorney, you have to have a license, and you have to have a lot of schooling and a lot of, uh, you know, preparation and everything. To be a life coach, you don't have to get a license through the government. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that, well, that's great. Since I don't have to have a license, and since there aren't laws which define what a life coach is, that means I can do anything I like. And that turns out not to be true. So that's a common mistake. So even though the law does not say this is what life coaching is, the law does define these other practice areas. So the law says this is what a therapist is. This is what a doctor is. This is what an attorney is. Mm -hmm. And as a life coach, you cannot go do those things. You cannot practice therapy without a license. You cannot practice medicine without a license. You cannot mm -hmm. practice law without a license. And life coaching by its very nature can start to get kind of into the gray areas with those other professions. And so I see people cross over those lines. Um, some other common mistakes as a life coach are thinking that your legal documents are not that important. So a lot of life coaches don't have their clients sign coaching contracts with them. 
And that's really just asking to get yourself involved in a lawsuit or get prosecuted by the government. Mm. So, you know, one of the things we do is we help you get all your documents in order, whether it's your coaching contract or your privacy disclaimers or other legal disclaimers, um, marketing releases, all kinds of things. Uh, we make sure you have really solid documents that you can use that, that protect you and your clients from uh, avoidable legal trouble down the road. Wow, that's, that's huge. That is huge. I'm so glad you're doing that for, for coaches because that's, there's a lot of coaches popping out now that don't know what's happening there. Yeah, no, and it's a fast-growing business for a good reason. I mean, it's you have all these heart-centered people who really believe in what they're doing. They have this amazing skill set to go out and help folks, mm -hmm. and I want to see them succeed at that. I want them to be able to help their clients. You know, your clients don't get help if your business is getting shut down or if yeah. you're involved in a lawsuit. You know, mm -hmm. so then it's kind of this ripple effect, right? So if if I don't help these coaches make sure that their businesses are protected, then now their clients are not getting the service they need too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So what are three things that have made you successful, Ian? Uh, well, the three things that have made me successful, um, I would say one of them kind of at the top has been learning to love myself. And this is a hard thing for a lot of us to do. And it sounds odd like that being a key to success. Um, but especially a lot of us heart-centered entrepreneurs, we have a lot of great empathy for people. We find it very easy to love other people and care about other people. I mean, that's why we're in this business doing what we're doing is because we care so much about other people. Um, we find it a lot harder to love ourselves because we're so very aware of our own faults, our own problems. We can get down on ourselves very easy. Um, we can get caught up in bad situations, toxic relationships, toxic communities, um, and we often settle for less. Even though our clients, we tell our clients, don't settle for less. You deserve all the most amazing stuff in the world, right? <laughs> you deserve love and success and great friends and abundance, right? Yeah. But then we tend not to believe that we deserve it ourselves. And so, you know, for me, learning to love myself, learning to accept myself for who I am, including my flaws and faults and problems and everything, learning to appreciate the good things about myself, that for me has been a key to success. I mean, that gives me a lot of confidence. That makes it so that I don't worry so much about what other people think about me and the criticisms, mm -hmm. and you can kind of push forward through that. Uh, the next thing I would say is that I concentrate on service. Uh, for me, service is very personally rewarding. So uh, even, you know, during my long legal career, my longest job was working for the government. And that to me was an act of service, right? As a lawyer, you could go to a private firm or a big corporation and you can make a whole lot of money. The government doesn't pay a lot of money, but you get to do something you really believe in. Right. So I got to I got to help the state that, that I love and that I lived in. You know, I work for the state of California. I got to make the state a better place. I got to make sure that people like teachers and firefighters got to keep their job and had the funding they need. Um, I got to make sure the state was a safe place to live for all the great people that live here. So for me, that was an act of service that was very personally rewarding. And then now that I'm in, you know, doing my own practice on the outside, my own coaching business, my own legal practice, for me, it's really all about the service. And I find that when you care about your clients and when you're serving your clients, then the, the success will follow from that. 
you know don't don't get bogged down in what is success or how much am i making i mean those things are you know you have to keep track of numbers that's all important stuff but at the same time if you concentrate on the service then you're building trust with your clients then your clients know that you care about them then they start to do what's right for their own business and they keep coming back to you and then the third key for me of success is doing something that I love. Uh, for me, when I'm doing something I love, the motivation comes very naturally. I know that there are plenty of successful people in the world who do stuff they don't really love for a living. And that's certainly possible, right? But, you know, they're, they're miserable and successful at the same time. But to me, that's not real success. That's an illusionary success, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. great that you make a lot of money and you have the big house on the hill. But if you're miserable, what does any of that matter? You know, and then I find that if I'm not doing what I love, I have a hard time getting motivated. I can't be productive. You know, it's hard to get up in the morning. And then, you know, again, for us heart-centered entrepreneurs, for us, it's all about you know, exercising your passion and helping people and doing what you love. And so if you're not doing what you love, then you're fighting against yourself all the time. And so if you can concentrate on something you enjoy, if you can find that niche where you're doing what you love and helping people at the same time, then to me, the success follows from that naturally. Wow. That's really cool. Ian. that's really cool. I really like that. Uh, what was the process like in learning how to love yourself? What was that like? Uh, for me, that was a long, uh, a long, long journey. I mean, my, my, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to childhood. Uh, my childhood, it's funny, looking back, I used to think that I had this really idyllic childhood, um, you know, where everything was perfect and wonderful. It wasn't until I grew up and got into my 30s and 40s that I started to realize that it wasn't as wonderful as I thought. Um, you know, that I was, you know, put down a lot and not given a lot of confidence. And so then uh, you can sort of learn to, um, you learn to be comfortable in situations where you're not comfortable, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're, you get comfortable in a situation where people are putting you down, where it's a toxic situation, uh, where you're constantly told that you're not good enough. Um, you get comfortable in that situation because it's all you know. And so it can be scary to try to get out of that. So then I ended up in uh, a difficult marriage that lasted 15 years, um, you know, and I got two beautiful children out of that marriage and I wouldn't give them back for anything in the world. Um, but at the same time, my ex-wife and I were a very bad fit for each other. It was a toxic relationship. And so, you know, when you're in that kind of situation, it's difficult to love yourself because you're very aware of all the things you're doing wrong all the time and so for me it was really about just saying at some point i kind of had had enough and i realized that if i was going to get out of all the toxic things in my life i had to start caring about myself first and realize that i deserve something better because if you don't believe you deserve something better you're always going to settle for something less and so it, it for me it was just kind of waking up one day um and i know this is easier said than done um, but finally making a choice, you know, that, you know, it's okay for me to want better things for myself. It's okay for me to accept myself. It's okay that I have flaws and problems in my life. We've all got flaws and flaws and problems in our life. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make me a bad person. Um, and so for me, it was once I realized that I deserved something better, I started to take steps to improve my life. Wow, that's powerful. Just basically just making the choice be like today is the day I'm going to love myself. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. that's that's what it was like for me. And I get that that's a lot easier said than done. Uh, for some folks, that, that choice is harder to make than, than others. But I, I think I just got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. And if I didn't make that choice, then I was just going to kind of slowly die inside. Wow, that's powerful. What about service? How do you choose the kind of things you do for service and serving your people? Like, how does that work? Um, well, I don't know. For me, service has always been a very rewarding thing. And so I just try to find ways that my skill set matches the need for service out there, you know. Uh, so some people have a real great skill set for community organizing and activity organizing. And so they might be able to serve by, you know, helping the homeless get food and shelter because you know how to organize a big group of volunteers to get them motivated, right? Well, for me, my skill set is uh, uh, critical thinking and education and research um, and dealing with the law. You know, the law is a very specific skill set. And so I found ways to match my skill set to the need out there. So I saw a need. At first, I went to work for the government because I saw there was a need in the government for attorneys who who were not there to just clock in and clock out and collect the paycheck every day. There was a need for attorneys to work there who really cared about what they were doing you know, really cared about making a difference in the world. And then since I've been out on my own, I found I had this skill set for helping life coaches and therapists and others in the healing professions. And so I've, I've just been able to match up that skill set. And then uh, as you pointed out, there's also a need out there because a lot of coaches are not aware that there is even a problem. And so if I can match up my skills with the need out there, then I find a way to serve. Wow, that's really cool. How about doing something you love? Let's dig deeper into that. How do you find the thing that brings you joy? Oh, I don't know. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a much harder question uh, to dig down into. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess some of it's probably trial and error. I mean, I used to be involved in more um, kind of, you know, in my, I think of it as my past life, so to speak. I was uh, an engineering student. I, I uh, had almost had a degree in electrical engineering. I dropped out like a month before I was going to graduate, um, you know, because I thought that that's, I don't know, it seemed like something interesting and it was something I was reasonably good at, but uh, I finally realized that it gave me no joy or passion. And so I moved on to the next thing. Um, so for me, in my journey, it's been kind of uh, a bit of a trial and error, uh, you know, and trying out new things and see if it gives me joy and giving it a real, you know, a good face shot. Um, and then also, I think sometimes your instincts just lead you in the right direction. So, um, or even life circumstances can come together. So like for me, I met the love of my life who happened to be a therapist and a life coach. I didn't even realize I had a joy and a passion for serving therapists and life coaches until I met my wife and I started looking into it more. And I thought, you know what, this is actually pretty interesting and fun and there's a huge need for it out there. And so I started to get a lot of joy about serving that, that, uh, that community. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And I really like that. That really helps, you know, just try and error, keep trying and eventually you'll find something you really, really well, I think so. Yeah, there's something for all of us out there. Exactly. What advice would you give someone who's starting out in business? Uh, someone who's just starting out, um, I mean, I would have a few things to give. And 
And some of it's probably similar to the advice uh, that you hear from a lot of folks, but I think sometimes you find this advice because um, people keep giving the same advice because there's something real true in it. Um, one of the things for me is I would say don't sweat the small stuff, especially the things that are outside of your control. Uh, there's all these little stresses every day in life. Um, and you know, these little problems in life, either they'll get resolved or they won't, you know, especially the ones that you don't have a lot of control over. It, it works out. It doesn't work out, you know, but either way, if you spend a lot of energy worrying about it, then that's energy that, that you're not spending on your own self-improvement. It's not energy you're not, you're spending on your relationships. It's energy you're not spending on your business. So don't waste energy worrying about all the little things. Um, and especially the things, even the big things, if they're outside of your control, don't waste energy worrying about them. It either happens or it doesn't. Uh, the second thing I would say is find a community. Having a supportive community makes things so much easier. Um, it can be your family, it can be your friends, it can be a mastermind group you've joined, it can be the other students in a class or program that you've signed up for, but wherever you find that community, it's super important. Since I found a community of like-minded people who are going through similar challenges, trying to start similar businesses, we have similar dreams and passions of, you know, trying to serve people and help everybody. Since I found that community, building my business has gone so much faster because you can bounce ideas off of people. You feel like you're supported because you're not alone. You can help out the other people in the community. And as you help them, you learn more also because you learn about their gifts and talents and then they're helping you it's just this great circle of service and helping each other um, you know and this feeling that we're all in this together it just it for me it makes it easier to make things happen than when you're on your own if you don't have that supportive community it's like then then all of the little things seem like a much bigger deal the little stresses become big stresses the little problems become big problems if you don't have that community to support you um, and the third piece of advice I would give is don't let perfection be an excuse for not making something happen. And this is one, this is advice that a lot of people give. I'm sure, you know, the other folks you've had on your podcast have probably given similar advice. Um, but, you know, pe people keep giving this advice because it's true and because it's, it's easier said than done and because we all struggle with it, right? So this is another thing that heart-centered entrepreneurs really struggle with. We so much, you know, we have such a passion and, and we have our gifts and talents and we so badly want to help people that we want to do it right, you know, and we think, well, I can't help someone if I don't have all the knowledge and all the answers for their questions, or I can't, I can't get that program or that course out there or that product out there. And if it, if it isn't just right, because if it's not just right, then it's not going to help people the way I want it to help people. Right. But what happens is, you know, we have, we have our own inner doubts and fears and anxieties and, and our inner fear grabs on to that real desire to help people and uses it as a tool against yourself. Right. So your fear, your fear of putting yourself out there, your fear of rejection, um, you know, your fear of success in many cases, fear of failure, your fear grabs onto your real desire to help people and uses that as a weapon against you by saying, well, you can't put out that product yet. You can't do that course. You can't get a coaching client yet because you don't have it all together. And until you have it all together, you can't go help anybody because then you won't be very good at it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, what happens is you just never end up helping anybody at that point. You know, and one thing I've learned in some of the courses I've taken is that you only have to be one little step ahead of the people you're helping. 
because you know then you've you've done something they haven't you don't have to be the master of it you don't have to have all the questions answered you just have to be one little step ahead of the people you're helping right and so that also gives you permission to keep learning as you go so as your clients progress now you can keep progressing to stay one step ahead so that you can keep on helping them mm -hmm. and then it's also it's okay to say i don't know you know that's actually one thing where my legal background comes in useful here is they they taught us back in law school one of the most important answers you can give as a lawyer to your client is say i don't know and and it's okay if you don't know you know the law is huge and complex right and life is huge and complex nobody has all the answers and that's fine your clients don't expect you to have all the answers you know when you hire someone you don't always expect them to have all the answers at least if you're being realistic about it right so it's okay to say i don't know i will look it up and get back to you that's so, awesome that you know, is really don't let cool. perfection be an excuse yeah yeah people fall into that perfectionism trap and they they just get scared and they paralyzed mm -hmm. they can do much about it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really good, Ian. I, I really like that. Well, thanks. Uh, on this show, we require that everybody who comes on the show to have something for free to give away. What do you have for us today, Ian? Uh, well, for me, as you know, I help, uh, you know, coaches protect their businesses, coaches, you know, mainly life coaches, but also therapists and other healers and other types of coaches. So you have this business out there that you're working so hard to build. Uh, some of us are putting in actual sweat and tears in our business because we have such a passion for it. This business is like your baby, right? And you want to nurture it. And just like any parent, you want to protect what you're creating, but it can be very hard to protect uh, something if you don't know where all the risk and danger is coming from. So the first steps to protection are awareness and education. And so to help people with that, I put together a legal risk uh, self-assessment tool. It's designed specifically for life coaches and others in these healing professions who just want to help their clients live better lives. If you go to www.coachingpitfalls.com, You'll find this risk assessment. It's in an online format. It's a series of questions that are designed to really nail down uh, how your business is operating and where the potential risks are. Uh, like I said, it's the self-assessment. So you just answer the questions. Um, it even, you know, it branches out and depending on how you answer certain questions, it changes up the next set of questions it asks you. So it can really kind of nail down what's going on in your business and provide you with the best advice. Um, a lot of people who have taken the assessment, they found that just by answering these questions, they've become aware of new potential problems they didn't even know existed out there. And by answering the questions, you're also getting some education, you know, in seeing the list of answers and choices, you're getting some education as to how to deal with these potential risks as you're learning about them. So then at the end of the assessment, you get a score, so you can see how you've done, and you can see the category of risk that you're in. And so the self-assessment gives you that score, you get instant access to your score online, and the category of risk you're in. And then finally, it gives you a link so you can schedule a free consult with me. And then, you know, you sit down with me, this is a totally free consult where we, we discuss your score, we discuss how you did on the assessment, and we can start looking at the weak points and the strong points in your protection scheme and how it's, how it's set up. Wow, that's such a wonderful tool to give away, Ian. That's huge, huge, especially for coaches and all those people who might need it. Wow, thank you so much. If anybody is listening, the link will be in the show notes. You'll be able to take the assessment tool and Ian will be able to help you after you take it. 
So Ian, uh, one last question here. What advice would you give yourself uh, three years, I mean, five years from now? So what three advices would you give yourself five years from now? So think of yourself in the future and mm -hmm. you're talking to yourself today. What advice would you give yourself today? Oh boy. Oh, so if I'm looking back on today, what advice would I give myself? That's right. Yeah, I think I think one of it would be to enjoy every moment. Hmm. Um, it's so easy to get up, uh, caught up in the stress of all the little things we have to do every day. So just try to take a step back, be mindful. You know, whether it's through meditation or other mindfulness techniques, to just enjoy what's happening. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy the business building. Enjoy the client interaction. Um, enjoy meeting wonderful folks like yourself, Diakra. You know, enjoy my my kitty cats, my wife, you know, enjoy that I get to uh, um, live in a beautiful area in California. Just enjoy all these little things um, so that you don't get caught up in the stress of everything. I think the second piece would be just to remember why I'm doing this in the first place. So this is also about not getting caught up in the numbers, right? Don't get caught up in, uh, you know, too much, how much money's come in today. Um, what's my to do, my to do list for tomorrow. I mean, those things are important, but those things will also take care of themselves. As long as you remember why you're doing what you're doing. Right. So for me, it's remembering I'm doing this because I have a deep love of the coaching industry. I've met all these amazing and wonderful coaches who I really care about and I so much want to see them succeed. And then I want to see their clients succeed. And I want to see this huge ripple effect of great things happening out there in the world. And I'm able to, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a skill set and a talent and a knowledge base that lets me help make that happen. And so as long as I remember the whole point of why I'm doing this, then, then the rest of it, uh, the rest of it will follow. Um, I think the, uh, let me see, a third piece of advice I, I would give myself is to, um, the right person. I think, uh, you know, hire the right people, uh, you know, hire the right people to help you out, um, to partner with you. Um, you know, we all have deficiencies in our skill set. Um, we can't do everything and that's okay. So it's okay to get help. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ian. Enjoy the moment. Remember why and surround yourself with people who know what they're doing so that you can focus on what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ian. Um, before anybody who's listening, please share the show. Please um, inspire other people by commenting on the on the show and uh, giving us uh, feedback uh ian do you have any last advice for us uh any last advice i think a lot of it would come down to um uh, i mean i think there if there are common things and what i've said today it's really to just enjoy yourself and just concentrate on serving other people i mean that's you know that's what you're here for you have this talent for serving other people you enjoy doing it and so just, just enjoy yourself and let it happen. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ian. It's great having you on the show. Thank you for so much wisdom and knowledge that you've shared with us today. Thank you, Diakra. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been so great talking to you. All right. Thank you.